In March 2003, 50 Cent released his hit single, 21 Questions. In the song, 50 is literally asking his girlfriend 21 hypothetical questions to see where her loyalties lie. It is safe to say that 50 Cent has money. It is also clear that women are attracted to men in good financial standing. So what 50 is trying to ascertain is if he were to suffer a major financial loss via some unforeseen circumstance, would this young lady still have love for him? Sometimes it's important to ask ourselves these questions to see where our loyalties and commitments are when it comes to pursuing our purpose. Would we give it all up at the first sight of trouble? Or would we press on in spite of all the odds? Do you have the answers to these 21 questions? Welcome to The Edge, folks. Let's get sharp. We honor you for who you are. Father, I thank you that you are going to take over and you are going to speak the, speak the words of life and wisdom that your people need to hear on today. Father, if I stand up and you don't stand up with me, then I might as well sit down. Father, if you don't speak the words, I might as well close my mouth. Please have your way on today. In the name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen. Hope everybody is doing wonderful today. Um, so, uh, yeah, I know I've been asking you guys to pray for me and Desi all week long. I feel like I asked you like a hundred times and I'm going to keep on asking you to pray. I'm not sure uh, what it is. We're okay. Like we're, we're, we're eating well. We, we have the money that we need is coming in. We're madly in love with each other. But it's like every time I, I lean in to use the gift, just it used to. Okay, I'm not sure how to put it, but um. Back in the day, I used to preach, I used to minister, and then right on the back end of it, I used to do something stupid, like that same weekend, like, I don't know why. And then previously, I get all nervous and I get anxious on the inside before I minister, and then I minister, and then I feel like a million dollars. Now it's like, I minister, and then I'm like, all right, God, now how do I need to shift, and now how do I need to change before I get to the next one, or before, how do I, how do I stay saved for the next seven days. Okay. I'm not sure where the shift happened, but that's where it is. And so it's like, every time I share, God starts pouring more into me. I guess that's the development of a minister. I don't know, whatever, but that's what it is. And that's why I'm asking you guys to pray. And I'm going to keep asking you guys to pray. I'm not sure what this next section of our life is going to be like, but I need to be ready for it. So today's message, <laughs> um, I'm not sure what to call it. I wanted to call it 21 questions. I wanted to call it what if, but let's get started. So in 2003, this dude named 50 Cent, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, released his first album, Get Rich or Die Trying, and it was amazing. Okay, if you guys are interested in hip hop, um, not necessarily uh, the best music to be listening to if you're a Christian, but anyway, it topped the charts. One of the songs on there, was 21 questions um it was 50 cent featuring nate dog god rest him um but in the song 50 cent is asking his girl all these kinds of questions because in his current situation he got money in his current situation he's doing good and so he's asking her all of these hypothetical questions as to see 
where her loyalty is, where where is your heart at? And I found myself having the same type of conversation um, with God, or he was having a conversation with me. We were just having a dialogue together. It reminded me a little bit of Job's situation. Um, I know we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but Job's story goes in a similar way. Satan goes to God and he asks him or he tells him, he makes him this wager with him. He says that if you were to take all of these blessings away from Job, he wouldn't have the same heart that he has now. If you take all of those riches, all of that cattle, all of that family, all of those things that you've blessed with him, blessed him with, if you remove that, he'll curse you to your face. I know he will. And so we know Job went through these trials. Job went through these tribulations. And it was definitely a test to his faith. It was definitely a test to where his heart posture was in relation to God. And we know that Job never broke. He asked a lot of tough questions. He was upset. He was going through his emotions, but he never broke. He never cursed God. And so I'm having this same dialogue kind of with God um, this week, because, again, I'm going through all of this turmoil. Every time I use my gift, I'm like, God, God, what is it? You know, like and I'm like asking him all of these what if questions like, God, what if what if it what if it doesn't work out? What if this is it for me? What if what if this is the peak? What if it doesn't move forward from here? And I'm asking him like, God, what if what if my community never grows? What if the business never takes off? What if I messed it up and it's just beyond repair? You know, I'm I'll be 39 and what feels like a couple of days and I feel like I'm behind schedule in my life. And Becky sent me this this message just a couple of days ago. And I'm like, OK, God, well, am I believing for the wrong stuff? Am I doing the wrong thing? And and I'm asking him, am I doing all of this work just to not reap the benefits? And, and God said, oh, you mean like Moses? Because Moses did a lot of work and he poured into the people of God and he didn't receive the promise. He wasn't allowed to go in. I'm like, God, well, well, what if the answer is no to all of my dreams and everything that I'm going through? And and he hit me with what Desi said a little while back. You mean like not yet or I have something better? And he said, oh, you mean like David, right? Because David, his heart was to build the temple of God. And God told him, no, no, you, you got too much blood on your hands, but your son's going to do it, you know? And so I'm, I keep asking him questions. I'm like, maybe I'm here just to lay the foundation. Is, is that what it is? Am I here just to spark it and let somebody else carry it? He said, oh, you mean like John? Because that's what John did. John laid the way so that Christ could come and then Jesus did the work. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, well, maybe maybe I'll have a kid and then maybe I'll I'll be able to raise him and, and he can be this thing. He said, oh, you mean like Joseph? Because we all know if we look at the lineage of Joseph, he would have been the king of Israel had not the Roman Empire stepped in and taken over. So Joseph didn't become the king, but he was able to have a hand in raising the king or or here's one. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm just supposed to have a small following. There's not going to be hundreds and thousands of people that listen to my message. Maybe it's just a few. And he said, oh, you mean like Jesus? Yep. Cause that's what he did. Yes. He preached to multitudes. Yes. He healed so many. Yes. He made this huge impact. But when I put him on the planet, his purpose was to affect 12 individuals. And those 12 individuals are the ones who took it to the next level. So maybe that's what it is. And, and, and God kind of went off on me. He had a little bit of attitude. I'm like, all right, chill. I'm just praying, you know, and he said, what if it is? What, what if, what if all of that is true? What if this is your peak and you're done? Are, are you going to leave? 
Is is that what you're saying? You gonna stop preaching? You gonna stop ministering? You you gonna you gonna give up salvation? What is it? And I'm like, uh, well, see what happened. Well, he was like, no, no, because when you accepted me, you accepted me as Lord and Savior. That means I'm in charge. And you said, not me, not my will be done, but yours be done in my life. You laid down your life. You laid down who you were so that you could better serve me and be a vessel for the things that I need you to do. So he said, you said to me, I want you to lead me. You said to me, I want you to guide me. You said to teach me your ways. What, what did you think this was going to be? How did you think that this was going to work out when you said those things to me? And I have to understand. And what I want you guys to understand is that God plays the long game. Always. I know I brought it up before. I'm bringing it up again. We can't comprehend his timeline because we exist inside of time and he exists outside of time. For us, we see a single lifetime and he sees generations. A thousand years is as a day. A day is as a thousand years. Marvin said to you, 40 years is but one hour. So this is the kind of God that we're dealing with. This is the person, the omnipotent being that we are trying to associate with. And I'm like, all right, let me let me relax, okay? Because I ain't mean to get smart with you, God. I ain't mean to disrespect you at all. If there's something that you need to say to me, let's go on and break it down. Let's talk about it because I don't want to get struck down or nothing. So what I need everybody to understand, of course, is my first point is bring all of your concerns, all of your pains, all of your worries. I've been asking you to pray, but you know what? I've been praying too. I've been on my face. I've been in tongues. I've been in the word. I've been studying so hard lately. And it's because I have all of these concerns. I'm not going to call it worry. I'm not going to call it anxiety, but I'm, I'm definitely uh, uh, focused on the future and what it's going to bring. And I need us all to be in that place where we can bring all of these concerns, bring all of these doubts, bring all of these issues before the father. Take it to him. Take it to your prayer closet. Take it into your study time and have your pen and paper ready because God will speak. The Holy Spirit will bring clarity. He'll bring peace to your situation. So um, just just carry that with you. Bring it to bring it to the father. OK, so I asked him. All right. You're God. I'm not. But can you tell me, please, where's the fruit? Like where where's the evidence that I'm successful? Where is it? And I need somebody. I need a volunteer, please, to grab Psalms chapter one for me. Psalms chapter one. We're going to read verses one to verse three. Somebody grab Psalms chapter one for me. When you have it, just start reading it, please. I have it. My girl. Thank you. Um, New Living Translation. It says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never, never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Amen. So I, that's what I quoted to the Lord. I'm like, all right, I, I got the scripture because I don't want to be disrespectful. I'm only saying what your word says. You said that I'm supposed to have this fruit. You said that this is where I'm supposed to be. You said this is what I'm developing. And he answered me quick. My God on today. He said, first of all, you are producing fruit. You just haven't seen it yet. There are people that you've never met, but somebody, you know, 
or somebody who's heard you has ingested, digested whatever you gave them, and now they're sharing it with someone else. So be at peace in knowing that you are producing fruit. And then the second thing he said was, you got to produce the fruit in you first. You have to produce the fruit in you first. Jordan Peterson, he's a speaker and a lecturer that I listen to sometime. And when he was asked about God, he's, his response was, I don't know if I believe in God. He said that clearly. I think he was an agnostic. He said, I don't know if I believe in God. And what he said to the interviewer was, I don't know that you've been changed enough to convince me that God exists. And Gandhi had a similar sentiment. If you guys know who Gandhi is, he was the uh, Indian, I guess, revolutionary who went on a hunger strike until Britain exited India. And he said the same thing. He said the problem with Christianity is not Christ. It's the Christian. So he's gauging these two individuals are gauging the existence of God, the effectiveness of Christ by looking at the people who say they follow him. So what he's saying is. What God said to me is the fruit has to be produced in you first. We as believers are out here trying to convince the world that we got what they need. They have a problem. We have a solution. They have questions. We have answers. They're sick. We have a cure. If someone were to look at your life and line it up with what we teach, would it match or no? That's the question. You don't have to answer that. Maybe take that to your prayer closet. But that's a personal question that we all need to ask often. Okay, we need to know if we we need to know if we are Christians, if we are followers of Christ, if we are these disciples, even when no one is watching, we have to understand that I am always connected with God and there is never a moment when we are apart. So we got to change first. That's what he told me. You got to change first. I need another volunteer. John chapter 15. This is the gospel of John chapter 15. We're going to go from verse one to verse eight. John chapter 15, verse one to verse Very good. Okay, this is a New Living Translation. Awesome. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do, that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in, him, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Amen. 
So in this in this process of allowing the fruit to be produced in us first, just like in that passage, God says, stay connected. We have to stay connected. He's the vine. We're the branches. We got to stay connected to him because apart from him, we can do nothing. He also says that there's a pruning process that happens when there is no fruit. He prunes the branch when there is fruit. He still prunes the, the branch. So there will be cutting. There will be character development. There will be hard times. There will be issues. But please understand that is only for the development of the fruit so that you can be of better service to the king. So stay connected. And it's funny because last week. When I told everybody, I gave three minutes and everybody had to write things down. One of the things that I had to write down was be consistent in time with God. So I have to stay connected. This is a daily thing. This needs to be a routine. And for the last week, I've been staying connected. I've been getting up a little bit earlier so that I could walk and talk with God so I can start my day right so that I can stay connected with his spirit, stay connected with his word, stay connected with the father. So. Stay connected. The next part is I need another volunteer. I'm sorry, Galatians, Galatians five. So mom, mommy, can you get it? Galatians five, we're going to go 16 to 25. And so we're allowing this fruit to be developed in us. Okay. He said the fruit has to be produced in you first. He gave me John and now we're going to Galatians and we know Galatians five is the fruit of the spirit. My mom is about to read it and when she has it, just go ahead and let me know and I'll give way so that you can read it. And we know that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So that is what God needs to develop in us. And I did some studying and some research and I got a little confused and then I got some clarity and I want to share that with you on today. So mom, if you're ready. Amen. And I'm reading from what verse? Um, you're going to start at 16. Galatians um, 5, starting at 16. And I'm reading, sister, but I'm reading from the Life Principle Bible. Hmm. Praise God, which is the King James verse. Walking in the spirit. Hey, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Mm. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Hmm. Against such, there is no law. Keep going. We're going to verse 25. And those who are in, those who are Christ mm -hmm. have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. All right. So the second point, okay, in making sure that this uh, fruit is developed in you first. The first one was stay connected. The second one is be, be obedient. <laughs> I know I used to say that to you all the time. Be obedient, okay? I know you won't want to do this right now, but be obedient, okay? And so um, the obedience is better than sacrifice. The obedience is what leads to the rest of it. So let me let, me let you know how I came to this conclusion because I started studying it and I wanted to know how you say fruit in Hebrew. And the word was piri. So that's P apostrophe R-I. And so I was like, all right, cool. This is how you say fruit in Hebrew. And after I read it, it was specific in saying that this word piri is singular. So now I'm confused because piri is singular and you just went through nine things of the fruit, the fruit of the spirit. This singular thing is love. It is joy. It is peace. It is long suffering. I'm confused. Okay. I need you to break this down for me. All right. I'm a little dyslexic, so it's tough for me to read sometimes. Maybe there's something that I missed or that I didn't understand. So in continuing, it even gave me the, the plural form of the word is, is perot, which is P-E-R-O-T. So they were specific. There is a plural and there is a singular. And so the singular form of the word is piri. And I'm like, so how are we supposed to get all of these things from one fruit? So biologically speaking, fruit is produced and it has multiple things that it can do for you. Like if you eat an apple, there's probably like nine kinds of nutrition in it. There's nine things that it does to you that makes you healthy, that makes you strong. I looked up fruits and its benefits. And the first thing that came up was cherries. And there were 10 different items that you can get from, uh, from our 10 different benefits that you can get from eating cherries. So there's one fruit that results in nine different nutritions or nine different characteristics that it develops in you. So I'm like, all right, so, so what's the one fruit then? And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to stress over it, but I, I just want to let you know, Holy Ghost, I'm very confused. So I'm going to write it down and I'm going to just keep praying and mulling it over. And I shut the book and I went to bed because like, I was like, I'm done. This is why I don't study because you be, you be twisting stuff and making it all messed up. Forgive me. Maybe I used the wrong word, but you be making stuff confusing and I don't like that. So, so anyway, the next morning he told me plainly, the fruit is obedience. So in verse 16, she said, God, let the spirit guide your lives. And in verse 18, it says, but you are directed by the spirit. In verse 25, since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leadings. That's one of the things that I said in the very beginning. God said, I am Lord and Savior. That was priority one that I preached a little bit ago. Our first priority is the love relationship with God. So we have to work on, number one, the relationship with the Spirit. And 
then obeying when he speaks. When God speaks, we need to listen and obey. I am familiar with the voice of God. I hear clearly and I obey completely. Be faithful to do what he says was the second thing that he said to me last week when uh, when, when um when I asked uh, when I asked him what, what direction I should be taking. So be faithful to what he says. The first thing he said was be consistent in time with me. The second thing he said was be faithful to do what I'm telling you to do. And that's a word for everyone so that we can really have this fruit develop in us and so that we can really be growing so that we can be changed by the Spirit of God so that we can one day lead and disciple others to be changed by the Spirit of God. And so I'm like, all right, cool, let's do that. So what is fruit for? Okay. This was the third thing that he told me. The first thing that he told me was one, you are producing fruit. So relax, chill. Okay. Number two, he told me the, pr the fruit has to be produced in you first. And then the last thing he told me was the fruit ain't for you anyway. So again, biologically speaking, fruit, the purpose of fruit is two things. Number one is nourishment. And number two, it's reproduction. So you have to understand that trees, once they produce this fruit, it basically exists outside of themselves. Okay. The fruit has seeds in it and the seeds get distributed. And then the, that's how the tree basically reproduces, but the tree doesn't get any sustenance from the fruit. I'll say it like this. Apple trees don't eat apples. Okay, the tree gets its sustenance from the sunlight. The tree gets its sustenance from carbon dioxide that's breathed out of human beings. The 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 tree gets its sustenance from water, from the soil, but it doesn't get the sustenance from the fruit that it produces. So the fruit is for somebody else is what God is saying. The fruit is for somebody else. So if you take the apple tree for the example, we as humans or some animal would get a hold of that apple and we would eat the apple. We would receive the nutrition. We would receive the benefits of it. Then we would expel the seeds. The seeds hit the ground and then the seeds grow into another apple tree some, somewhere else. But basically, we don't receive any or the apple tree doesn't receive necessarily any of the benefits from the actual fruit that it produces. So the purpose of the fruit is to, number one, be nourishment for somebody else and to also be uh, reproduction for the actual tree. So those were the three things that he broke down to me very clearly and matter of factly that this ain't for you. <laughs> the fruit has to be produced in you first. And yes, you are producing fruit. So let's wrap this up. Okay, so it's time for us to grow into what God has for us. It's time for us to embrace our purpose and to do what needs to be done to move the kingdom forward. This message is very mature for me. And I don't like preaching messages like this because I know it means that I have to change. Okay, <laughs> I want to stay the same. Can we be honest? I'm raising my hand. You can see the light on the, I don't, anyway, I don't want to change. I'm finally understanding and developing into somebody who I actually like being, and I'm good <laughs> with this, but the Holy Spirit is like, no, there's new levels. There's more to it because it, again, 
it's not for you. Your life is an example to somebody else. Number one, it's going to bring glory to God. And number two, the gifting that you are producing is going to help somebody else. So you need to develop into the man that you're supposed to be. You need to develop into the, the man that God has called and created for you to be. And I'm saying that same thing to you. You all need to develop into the people that God has ordained and created for you to be. And that means maturing in God. That means tapping into the relationship with the spirit and also changing and be obedient as he instructs you, as he leads you, as he guides you, as you move forward into your life. So let's recap it. Bring your concerns to the father. Let him give you the peace and whatever it is that he decides. Bring your concerns to God. Don't hold on to him. Don't sit with him. Don't let him stress you out. Don't let him uh, bring anxiety or worry to you. Take it right to the father. Okay. Understand this is something that I had to de develop a long time ago. You guys are my family. You've been around for most of my life. So, you know, I'm an incredibly emotional dude. I used to get run by my emotions and God had to let me know your emotions aren't supposed to run you, but they are still very important. OK, your emotions are there as flags, as signal flares. When something's going on, the emotional lets you know that something's that something's wrong. So if you're angry, what I used to do was react immediately and I go off or if I'm upset or if I'm sad, I used to react immediately and start crying and get upset. But you're an adult now. I'll be like I said, I'll be 39 in a week or two. So. We can't just go off. But once you feel the emotion, it's time to ask one more question. It's time to say, why am I feeling like this? What was the trigger? What was the moment? Who do I need to speak to about this? Why Why am I upset? Why am I sad right now? Do I need to tap into a spirit, into the spirit and ask him what's going on? Is there a person that upset me that I need to just go talk to them? Stop running from the confrontation and just be like, listen, here's what it is. OK, um, Moving on, but we need to mature and bring all our concerns to the father. Number two thing that we talked about, we need to recognize or realize that we are producing fruit. God is faithful to his word and his word does not return void. You never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. Okay. You never know who might be seeing it down the road. Again, God plays the long game. So yes, you're producing now. And yes, you're doing all of this stuff now. You don't know who's going to get this down the road. You don't know who's going to hear these words down the road, hear this advice down the road. Who's going to see your videos down the road. Who's going to be able to embrace and take your classes down the road. So yes, you are producing. You just don't necessarily see see it yet. Okay. We also talked about the fruit has to be produced and you first keep the fruit producing by it. number one, staying connected. And number two, being obedient to the spirit. And then to, in that thing, recognize or realize that you are producing fruit. You got to understand that there's good fruit and bad fruit. Matthew uh, 12, 33 talks about a tree is identified by its fruit. So the good tree produces good fruit. The bad tree produces bad fruit. One of my chefs, one of my uh, previous leaders used to say that Michael, he used to, well, savage is what they call me. He said, savage, you're an example. Whether you're a good example or a bad example remains to be seen, but you are an example. And that's something that I kind of teach to my staff is that you are a leader, regardless of your title, regardless of your position here in the company, you're still a leader because what people see you do, they will do. And what people, and if, especially if you don't get caught or you don't get in trouble for what you're doing. Okay. So this is fine. This is something that is acceptable. And so they will follow your lead. So you need to understand that people are watching and you never know where they are. And then the final thing that the spirit said was this fruit is not 
for you. Yes, you might receive the increase from it one day, but as you produce it, you give it out and others consume it. Other people get the nutrition from your gift. Other people get the blessings from your gift. And then other people will reproduce for you. So somebody takes, let's say, one of Becky's dance classes and they hear a word that she said uh, um, as part of the characteristics of Grace Rose Studios. And they take that characteristic and they take it out when they leave her class. And months down the line, they meet a friend who's going through something. And that little piece of wisdom that Rebecca dropped off in them, they're going to share it with that person. So that person consumed the fruit of your class, consumed the fruit of your gift. And then they went to another person and they spread the seed of that gift so that it's reproduced. So that's the way it works. So I think this is going to be my thing from now on. So this was this was heavy for me anyway, because I know I got to develop. I know I got to change. I know when we uh, share words like this, Usually the one speaking is the one hit by it the most because I had to live it to get it to this point And now I got to develop from this point into the next one. So I'm gonna give everybody three minutes We're gonna tap into um, uh, the spirit once again Okay, and we're gonna find out what God is saying to us for this week. All right. We're not little kids anymore We are all adults and there is something that God has to say to each and every one of us as individuals Whenever I take notes and somebody else is preaching, I'll split the paper right down the middle OK, I'll put the title, I'll put the name, I'll put the date. I split the paper down the middle because I know this speaker is going to say something. He's going to have some notes. He's going to have some points for me. I'm going to write those down. But at the same time, the spirit is going to be talking to me. The spirit is going to be bringing some things back to my remembrance. The spirit is going to bring some points that he wants to develop in just me. And on the other side of that paper, I write those things down. So that's just a note for next time, I guess. But everybody just just. Take a moment, pray in the spirit and and get ready. All right. So for the next three minutes, OK, quiet your spirit, quiet your mind. God is getting ready to speak to you right now. He's getting ready to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's getting ready to give you wisdom and direction. He's getting ready to drop some knowledge on you that is going to assist you in developing as a person. And it's also going to assist you in assisting and helping somebody else. It's going to assist you. So take these next three minutes and write down what the spirit is saying to you starting now. What is up, good people? This is Mike Savage, and I wanted to come on and personally thank you for listening to my podcast. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed it, give it five stars. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. If you want to keep up with my content, follow me on Instagram at Razor's Edge underscore podcast and on Facebook at Savage Lifestyle Solutions. If you want to reach me or book me to speak, reach out to me by my email address, michaelsavagespeaks at gmail.com. I love you and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.